He served as White House press secretary for President George W. Bush. Now as a consultant and political commentator, Ari Fleischer has put the spotlight on the media in his book, Suppression, Deception, Snobbery and Bias, Why the Press Gets So Much Wrong and Just Doesn't Care. He joins me to talk about his message and upcoming visit to Minnesota next. Ari Fleischer, an honor, sir, to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. You have a visit coming up very soon uh, to Minnesota, September 18th, for the Minnesota GOP Elephant Club's fall dinner. You are kind enough to give us a bit of a preview of your message. But if if you can, though, what is your current assessment uh, of America's uh, current political state of affairs? I think a lot of us are suffering from a bit of whiplash uh, at the moment, but categorize just how chaotic uh, this time really is. Well, we're, we're in an absolutely unparalleled situation where both parties are barreling down the road to nominate two unpopular candidates. Um, this is really without precedent. And it, it's amazing to me that the Democrats have no insurance policy in the event something happens to an 82-year-old, soon-to-be 82-year-old Joe Biden. And Republicans, Donald Trump, is really cleaning the clocks of everybody so far in his primary Although I do predict to you, Liz, there is going to be sometime late this fall, early next winter, someone will emerge and this will turn into a much closer race with Donald Trump in the Republican primary. It seems in a way the American public is almost shielded uh, from all of this because of the press, as you as you write about. But you served uh, as White House press secretary from from 2001 to 2003 for uh, President George W. Bush. In in your assessment, though, what's changed, uh, Ari, in the last uh, 20 years since then? Well, not, not only has our country become more polarized, the press has become more polarized and activist. You know, when I, when I was press secretary, the press was always liberal. Everybody knew it. They were liberal and you sort of just had to do your best and deal with liberal reporters. But they held themselves up to a standard that their jobs were still supposed to be fair and independent and down the middle and they would be tough on both sides. Well, that's been abandoned. You really now have a mainstream media, which consists of the elite, New York Times, Washington Post, the Associated Press, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, certainly MSNBC, all of whom have become activists for a cause. And Liz, I I call it Dumpto. You know, we've all heard of NATO. Dumpto is the Democratic Media Treaty Organization. And when Donald Trump attacks, especially, they invoke Article 5 and the press rallies to the defense of whoever the Democrat is that Donald Trump's attacking. It's not supposed to be that way. They're supposed to be fair, neutral, down the middle. They become activists for a cause, and it's really hurting this country. I know in the book you cover Russian collusion, the lab leak theory uh, when it comes to COVID, the Hunter Biden laptop. Those mostly peaceful protests, we certainly saw a lot of those in the in the Minneapolis area as well. But seriously, at this point, is there anything that the media hasn't lied about? Well, let's just take a look at what just happened. Today's newspapers, front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post, about Speaker Kevin McCarthy announcing an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. I compared those headlines to the headlines in 2019 when Nancy Pelosi did the exact same thing as Democratic Speaker against Donald Trump. In 2019, when the D's did it to the R's, it was just straightforward House to launch impeachment inquiry against Trump. Just a neutral, factual headline. Today's headlines, it's about placating the right wing. That's what the front page of the New York Times and Washington Post report. That it's not just an inquiry about a president 
It's to placate the right wing. I mean, this is biased reporting. Why wasn't it to placate the left wing when Nancy Pelosi did it in 2019? And my book has example after example of where when the two parties do identical things, the press covers the Democrats with sympathy and neutrality, and they cover Republicans with a sledgehammer. And Republicans get it. And it's one of the reasons why the press is in such amazing, huge decline everywhere. The mainstream media is dying, and they really can't change. And it's why they don't care. I know this interview is about you, uh, sir, but just for, for some context, uh, the very reason I jumped actually from mainstream media after 20 years, I put out a book myself. It's called They're Lying, uh, The Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd, after seeing for myself just how much we were withholding as reporters from the public on that very case that has basically allowed lawlessness to continue across the country ever since. But I know you talk about that in the book, about this younger generation of journalists who only seem to care about their side, as, as you mentioned, but they seem to be obsessed in a way about social and racial issues, whether they exist or whether they don't. It's almost as if now becoming a journalist is a different route into becoming in government. It's how you become effective to serve the beliefs that you want to espouse. Well, that's not journalism. It will never be journalism. It is activism. It's actually a throwback to the earliest days of the Republic when instead of having free press, we actually had partisan pamphleteers. And that's what these major organizations have turned into, partisan pamphleteers for a cause and a lot of it, as you point out, is driven by the energy of these youthful reporters. And one point I make in my book, the only group of Americans who think that the press understands people like them are college-educated Democrats. Every other group in society says the press doesn't understand my life. They don't understand who I am. A Democrat with a high school diploma only will say the press doesn't understand me. Independent voters, high school or college, the press doesn't understand me. Certainly Republicans. There's one group left. College-educated Democrats say that the press understands them. So what you essentially have is a group of college-educated, overwhelmingly Democratic voters writing stories for college-educated Democratic readers. That's the little cocoon. That's the cul-de-sac that the media exists in today. And it's why they're losing viewers and losing readers all across the country and the industry is dying. Reporters are losing their jobs, but they won't change their ways. And that's the problem. You're right, though. It does seem to be this line in the sand and they, they've dug in, dug in their heels. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but, but from your perspective, give us some news sources that, that you trust uh, that people should follow in, in your opinion. Well, you know, there's a new electronic newspaper called The Messenger, which I actually find to be very refreshingly neutral. It's got good stories, hard-hitting stories. There are things in there that I didn't know that I will read there for the first time. But I really have not detected any bias left, right, or center. I mean, it's just they tell me what happened. And they don't try to shove anybody's opinion down my throat. They let me decide after learning what the facts are. That's the way it should be. Um, also, got to say, I think Brett Baer's 6 o'clock show on Fox is the best political news show in the business. Now, it's an hour long as opposed to 30 minutes long for most of the others. And it really gets into in-depth. And again, it's neutral. It, it doesn't have a bias to it any which way, and it has hard-hitting journalists who do their jobs. And they just don't follow the same liberal claptrap, but they just have a refreshing view on what is news. So those are my two. Good. We, we appreciate the tips. And, and before we go, I'm going to ask you to take out the crystal ball again, uh, which you did earlier. But but talk again about your prediction. What happens next fall? Who is on the presidential ticket with all that's going on? You know, what's it look like from from how you see it? 
Well, I, I think some, first of all, a number of Republican candidates are going to start to drop out into October, November. So the Republican field will shrink. And then I think you're going to have either Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, or Ron DeSantis. I don't count Ron DeSantis out yet. One of those three is going to emerge as the alternative to Donald Trump. And the key for anybody who wants to see if Donald Trump can be defeated is will enough drop out after New Hampshire that it's a one-on-one -on -one race. If Tim Scott and Nikki Haley stay in, it's a dream come true for Donald Trump. If one on the, if everyone drops out other than one of those three, that's a fair fight. Any one of those three could be in a fair fight and defeat Donald Trump. Donald Trump could defeat any one of those three, but at least it's a fair fight. And that is going to be a changing landscape on the Republican side. On the Democratic side, you know, I just think the Democrats are committing political malpractice by not having any viable alternative if Joe Biden trips, falls, or gets ill. He's going to be 82 years old in the election year. And I would think the Democrats would want a primary to have a new generation and let the Democratic voters pick. And they're seriously one injury, one problem away from saying we're stuck with Joe Biden. And he's their weakest candidate they could put up. So I'm, I'm amazed at the political malpractice they're committing. All right. A lot to watch. Ari Fleischer, we appreciate all you do. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. And we are going to have more information about your upcoming visit and how to get tickets on our website. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. And that will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.